back to the Bible and the History. I'm Jeff Johnson, and with me, of course, is my mother, Rebecca Johnson. And we're here today going to be talking about a civilization in North America uh, by the name of Poverty Point Culture. Uh, we will explain that name uh, in a bit here, but a uh, very interesting culture. There's no Bible verse for today, because uh, the Bible doesn't really touch that much on North or South America. Uh, so any history that goes on there doesn't really get accompanied by the Bible verses, but it is still part of a history and the Bible is still happening. So we're going to be talking about this. So dive right into this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, I think so too. So today's culture, and we talked a little bit about a culture last week in South America that stem about 200 years out from the Tower of Babel event of the dispersion of the languages. Now, we know that right around the Tower of Babel, everything happened quickly. Yes. Um, so in this 200 years, life is going on beautifully in Europe, in the Middle East, Africa, Asia, everybody's building up. But what I want us to understand is it is also building up in North and South America. Yes, Just it is. because there's a distance doesn't mean that there's not advanced cultures going on. So last week we talked about the city of Caral in Northern Peru. And that was around 2200 um, BC. And at the same time that that city is building up and other cities all along Central America as well, a, I want us to focus a little bit on North America, a specific culture up there because we haven't done that yet. So we're going to talk about the Poverty Point culture, which is around the same time, 2200 BC, so about 200 years out from the Tower of Babel event. Um, and they were located in modern day Louisiana in the northeast corner on the Mississippi Delta. Okay, so Poverty Point. I mean, come on, what a name. It is a very bizarre named, name. Yes, it is a very bizarre name. And, sorry, my chair is so squeaky today. It was named after the plantation, Poverty Point Plantation, which was obviously built during the antebellum years of American history. Now, we can only surmise from the name, the plantation must not have done well. Um, but so, the civilization Poverty did. Point. <laughs> Civilization did very well for itself. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the deal was with that plantation, that it was so bad that it gave itself the name Poverty Point. Um, but obviously, the guy must have gone bust trying to make his plantation in that location. I don't know. So, <clears throat> it is interesting. The Poverty Point culture from 2200 BC, very advanced and very yes. interesting. I've watched several documentaries on this place and what thoroughly strikes me every time is the fact that the archaeologists involved repeatedly go on and on about how it's amazing that these hunter-gatherers were able to do this and it is a situation where if you insist upon believing in evolution you are going to refuse to see the truth right in front of you. Yes. I think uh, that's a very, uh, very important thing to realize. Our views of the beginning of the world and the universe will greatly impact how we view 
history, how we view science, how we view everything, law, morality. There's so many things that get affected by just the concept or, or our understanding of uh, the beginning of everything. Right. And it can, regardless of what you believe, you can become a little bit tunnel visioned and ignore certain things. Mm -hmm. And this happens a lot, uh, especially with evolution, because you're trying to cram everything. I believe that history or, or whatever progressed in this certain order. And so in this particular case, humans evolved from monkeys and we're becoming more and more intelligent as time progresses and not less and less intelligent. Um, so anything that was incredible or <clears throat> sophisticatedly made in olden days is unexplainable, if right, you will. Exactly. Um, and again, this goes back and I've said it many times, humanity was incredibly intelligent back in the, at the time of the flood and before the flood. And what they did was not something of, uh, chance but something that was predetermined and well thought out right and and just incredible things yes and it's important to remember that yes so what about poverty point made it so impressive well there's a number of things um poverty point was a city that was wholly dedicated to the summer and winter solstice um which goes right back to the tower of babel Yep. They built a giant earth pyramid, and we see earth pyramids throughout the world. Um, depending on what material is available is the kind of pyramid you might make. And again, we've already discussed, this points us right back to the Tower of Babel. They got the pyramid idea from the Tower of Babel. Um, they had a pyramid, they had a ball court. We talked about the ball court being part of at least throughout South America, it was a very connected thing. When you have a pyramid, you almost always have a ball court. Something about sports being lifted up as little demigods. We do that today, don't we? Um, so nothing new under the sun here. Um, nothing new to see. So they had ball courts. They had um, <clears throat> built this city in a perfect half moon. Okay, so think of an amphitheater or a theater that is exactly how they built the city and very distinct roads. Every road lining up as it needed to be with either the summer or winter solstice leading to the temples. So um, that is an incredibly important detail. Again, we're seeing them build on pi, mathematical pi, 3.14. And we saw this in Kabak, uh, Caracol and um, in Peru and it's interesting because if you draw a line of, on pi 3.14 around the world the pyramids and city line up exactly with Angkor Wat in Cambodia mm -hmm. which is a very <coughs> holy and religious site and to ancient Cambodians um, yep. <clears throat> and very <coughs> incredible place they lined things up also with um, certain constellations 
which means that they were observing the stars. As they have done excavations at Poverty Point, a very interesting thing is that Poverty Point had a huge trade network. Yes. The trade network went all the way up into Canada, all the way to the Eastern Seaboard and down into South America. Now, this is interesting. Because from this evidence, then we can understand and extrapolate the fact that then there had to be large cities in People Canada, there. along the eastern seashore. And we already know that they're heading down into Peru. We knew that because we had the pre-Olmec people. Right. So this amazing network of trade is telling us a whole lot about what's going on. Not only yes. did we have a city, but we're reaching out and we're trading. We've seen this happening in the Middle East, into Europe. Everyone's trading with everyone. This idea that they were just these little hunter-gatherers and they sat in these little wood huts with little thatched roofs and walked around in loincloths hunting mammoth elephants with yeah. a spear is ridiculous. It really is. It, it, it also intrigues me. <clears throat> of course, everybody's got different languages, and they're still building trade routes pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and this is not something that came to my mind just, just recently, but you have to have some way to communicate with other people if you want to trade with them. Exactly. You have to have some way to find uh, a good deal, you know? and find what's a good price for whatever it is you're trading. Whether you're bartering or using money, you have to communicate that somehow. And right off the bat, everybody's trading, everybody's, you know, giving goods back and forth. Very quickly, they found ways to communicate. And I think that's very interesting as well. I, I don't know if they were learning each other's languages that quickly, Probably, I wouldn't put it past them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just a quick language tutorial of some kind. Probably been a little bit difficult right at the beginning. I mean, you don't really know what's going on. But you figure something out. I mean, it could be as simple as pointing to something and being like, what is this? I mean, that's how you start. Um, but wherever they are, they're trading and they're learning how to communicate real quick off the bat. And again, this points to their intelligence and their, their adaptability yes. um, <clears throat> in every given situation. It's, and I think that's That's really a good cool. point. And it also indicates there would have been levels of education systems going on. Yes, yes. Um, we tend to feel like um, we're the only ones, you know, that the Romans came up with some kind of education system. We know the Greeks had it. But the truth is, from the get-go, people are being educated, people are learning languages, they're learning other people's languages, and they're trading. And there's much indication, of course, that they are trading by sea as well as by land. Yeah. But this also required some form of mapping. You had to get out there and you had to map everything. Yeah, you know, you had to get to know how to get from point A to point B. <clears throat> the geography, where the rivers are, how to cross them. There's a lot of different things that go into a simple trade route. Right. 
So the incredible intelligence of these people is the reason that if you were to go to the Poverty Point Culture Park, um, it's a state park, um, and ask for a tour or read a plaque or, or do anything missing, they're going to talk in ridiculous terms about being hunter-gatherers and that they barely survived, yeah. and yet they built all of this up. So that's where, sorry for my clock, there we go, one o'clock everybody. <laughs> um, that's where um, you have to question the validity of the idea of evolution. Because mm -hmm. in each of the cultures, if you would take the time and really look and study and read, why would you continually go back to, well, they had to be the Stone Age people and yet they were building all this with stone tools. Yeah. That's nonsense. It's absolute ludicrous nonsense to keep going back to the fact that this was all done with stone tools. We don't know how they did it. They were hunter-gatherers. When they weren't hunter-gatherers and probably they would have been offended if you'd come up to them and be like, oh, you're so primitive. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and again, many things that we don't understand. How did they know mathematical pi? Um, supposedly that hadn't been discovered. studied. Yeah. So things that we give people credit for, probably they shouldn't have gotten the credit for it. It's like the Sumerians and the wheel. Uh, yeah. We give them the credit for something that came from before the flood. They don't, they don't need any credit oh, yeah. for that. So again, this, this very advanced, learned society building advanced things and unfortunately following the pagan religion that they learned at the Tower of Babel. So nothing had changed. The advancement is there, but because they don't put God first, we're going to see that the advancement is going to start to fall dramatically. Yeah. Now that we're about 200 years out, we're going to see things start to not be as advanced as they could have been. Now, we're mm -hmm. still very close to the Tower of Babel, and the truth of the matter is, even though people did not live as long after the flood as they did before the flood, they're still living a fair amount of time compared to how we live today, okay? Yes. So we still have people at this point, 200 years from the Tower of Babel, who are just beginning to die off. So the information from before the, you know, that they had learned from Noah and his sons from before it's the still flood, there is still very much present in these societies. And that's really important to note. These would have been their ancient ones, their, their most learned scholars yep. who have passed on the information. But as they die off, we're going to see them, the digression of humanity. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> now we have today with the woke people. Yeah, so yeah. true digression of humanity. We've just gone completely wackadoo. So poverty point culture. Still very advanced, still an amazing group of people, and indicates clues of what's going on in the Americas, trade routes, everything like this. So, we know that at this point, 200 years out from the flood, we've gone everywhere. Yeah. We have already filled the Americas. We filled Europe, Middle East, Africa, Asia, and we're continuing to spread out and fill even more, okay? Mm -hmm. So, if you have
have any interest in learning about this, I mentioned this book last week, After the Flood. It's a great book to read if you want to know a little bit more about right off the bat from the Tower of Babel. It discusses more European history, but still very useful because we don't have so much like we should written about yeah. the Americas in a correct way. Um, somehow we just kind of skipped over us. <laughs> So. Yeah, it's a very common theme, you know. We study European history throughout, you know, history classes and then jump into America. It's like whatever happened before the Europeans settled doesn't matter that much. I don't know why it's like that. The, the Americas were a very robust society, a very intriguing society, a lot of, a lot of bizarre things in some cases but a lot of very interesting things with the aztecs and yes. the incan empire and uh the, there's a huge alliance yes. uh in in the 13 original galaxy right. just a lot of stuff um that nobody touches either in world history or in biblical history and especially in biblical history because yes. uh, we kind of tend to get it's not in the bible yeah, we get stuck in the middle east and and remember we mentioned this part of the reason we're doing this is because we want you to understand how real the Bible is. That it's really taking yeah. place while other things are really happening. It is not a separate individual piece of history floating out in the nether sphere that has nothing to do with anything. Exactly. And we really want you to understand that because if you can understand that the Bible is real, it's telling the truth and lots of things are happening at the same time, it might help you understand that God can do exactly what he said he's going to do and you can trust him. And it just makes us more intelligent, frankly. <laughs> now, it's always good to learn more. Next week though, we're getting back into the Bible. I've gotten you around the world. I've yep. got everybody spread out. So we're going to go back to the Bible next week and we're going to talk specifically about Abraham. Um, because after the dispersion, this is when God starts the nation of Israel. So we're going to come back around the world. We've traveled the world now. So let's come back to the Middle East, closer to where the Tower of Babel was. And let's look at Abraham. Let's bring him into history and put him in the right context of all that's going on around the world. So next week, we're back into the Bible with Abraham. And you're going to see yep. now how, how you can picture everything he's seen all the things that are going on around the world and that's going to be yep. very fun so it is it's a, it's a lot of interesting things that goes on and, and fit together like a puzzle exactly and we usually only look at a few pieces yes. um, we're going to try to make a much fuller puzzle mm -hmm. of course with history i think we've mentioned it before there's too much to really dive into in a podcast <laughs> like this uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, so we are kind of skimming over some things. So I would encourage you to read that book and <clears throat> find other good, solid books um, about all this stuff and learn about it. Of course, if you have any questions, you can uh, email us at thebibleinhistory@gmail.com or you can comment in the YouTube section, uh, comment section rather. Um, we'd love to try to answer those questions and fill in a few gaps if we can. Uh, but we are very excited about next week getting into this and filling in this puzzle that is history. So we'll look forward to seeing you there.
enjoyed today's video, please like and subscribe to our channel. You can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and Google Podcasts.